fact. Emo stands for emotional. Ooh. <laughs> Too much coffee. Just kidding. Are you still tired? Um, I'm only a little tired. Not as tired as I would be if I was doing what I normally do on Fridays. Which is doing my schoolwork at the local Starbucks. <laughs> I really hope that people can hear like... <laughs> That's disgusting. Please How'd you do that? that? Um, th- wait, <laughs> I think you did. I, doing, I just like take coffee or whatever and like suck air in my mouth. Oh, dang. How do you do that? <laughs> do it. Don't hit the mic. Oh, Donna. No, that's bad. <laughs> you got to like keep the coffee in the bottom of your, like underneath your tongue. And then like, because you don't want to like breathe in the coffee. That's what I was doing. Breathing in the coffee? Yes. Oh, well, that's bad. <laughs> it's actually a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> cool where is it though well let's get started <laughs> you ready yeah so only if you say so what are we talking about we are talking about the enneagram the only one the one and only the only enneagram the brand new enneagram test according to me <laughs> um i just have one question why do you think that's new <laughs> Are you being serious right now? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. That's what they When I first met you, I was like... No, that wasn't me. Who was that? That was you. Mm-hmm. It was Oh, it was someone, Taylor. Yeah. Oh, it was someone Taylor. Someone that you would expect less. And then you were like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, like... She never says stuff like that, that you're just like... Oh, what did she say? You sat there and you were like, have you all heard of that, like, new thing called Enneagram? And we just, like, me and Taylor, we knew about this for a hot second, so we're just sitting here. And I wasn't going to say anything. And you're like, idiot. And, no, <laughs> I just was like, because, like, usually when people make comments like that, I just let them have it, like, and I... <laughs> you're wrong, like, but that's okay. <laughs> no, like, yeah, to themselves, I just let them have it. But Taylor, who I would never expect, was like, um, I just want to know why you think that's new. <laughs> then that's when I started Sweet. laughing. <laughs> Because I couldn't not laugh at that. Do you know how old it is? Like, is it... Um, Like, 2000s, surely. Like, they say that it's really old, but, like, it hasn't become popular until recently. And they also... Because, like, apparently... Apparently, uh, it's not, like, back... Apparently. (laughs) It's not backed up by, like, quote, real science. Because they say Myers-Briggs is backed up by real science. Everything we're talking about today is not science-based. Therefore, it's false. Yeah, yeah. Just don't even listen. Don't even listen. Just fast forward. (laughs) Cool. Well, why don't you explain what that is? What is the Enneagram? What is the Enneagram? So, the Enneagram, I'm just going to, like, run with it on my own words. And if you want to add anything onto that. I know very little. I know. He knows so much. I know, like, (laughs) Sierra is, like, Enneagram expert. (laughs) You are, fool. And I know enough to carry a conversation. (laughs) Yeah, no pressure. I know enough to carry a conversation. I think you know more. End. I think you know more than the average person. I know. I know a lot about a one because I'm a one. But yeah. Okay, you know a good bit about mine, like more than other numbers. Yeah, I think. that's true. Yeah. How so three and one, I'm, I'm okay. I'm pretty good. But yeah, 
I'm trying to think if they're nine. I feel like you know pretty good about that one. Yeah. Okay. Like you know more than you thought. Well, let's quit saying numbers because nobody knows <laughs> what that means. Okay. So, um, first I'm just gonna give like general details of like, um, how you could simply describe. Actually, no. I needed to say what the enneagram is first. So basically, it is a personality typing system that's based off of how many numbers, grit nine nine <laughs> nine numbers one so through nine. yeah there's one through nine and each number represents a different personality type um and so a lot of the time people think like you can like observe someone or look at them and like guess their number um like i thought i could do that pretty well but i can't like a lot of the time if you try to look at someone's behavior and like guess their enneagram number then you can be wrong a lot of the time just because it's all internally based like it's based off of um a fear and motivation that you have so each number is associated with their own like fear and motivation i feel like oh and that's like inward like you you can't know that about someone like so you can't like automatically guess not you can probably like draw a conclusion i feel like yeah like if you know someone well like you know like like a lot of my friends i could know their like fears and like their motivations well enough that i could be able to guess like what their enneagram but like if we're just acquaintances mm-hmm. or if i just like you're my coworker and i don't know you super well then mm-hmm. it's just gonna be like i'm literally just trying to guess based off of your external behavior mm-hmm. what's going on internally mm-hmm. which is incredible. and you can't know that yeah exactly hmm. okay so um one through nine one through nine. So basically, yeah, it's just a personality typing system based off of numbers. Each number is associated with a personality type of its own. Also, another misconception that I feel like I need to clarify is a lot of times people think that they can be multiple numbers, mm-hmm. which is not possible. Um, there's such thing as wings, which I'm sure that we'll get into on this one. But um and we'll just kind of go over the different aspects of enneagram like as we get to it mm. because it's a lot at one time um and i just want you to be able to like share. and we're just talking about one today yeah we're talking about to be clear. yeah we're just like <laughs> prefacing with what enneagram is and then we're just talking about type yeah. one not one through nine because that yeah. would take five literally ever. hours yeah so we're not doing me. that today just one yeah. or what the enneagram is and then one what i wanted to go over all of them no not today <laughs> i need to sleep um okay. i have a question a yeah. legit question yes so they have tests right like that's how i figured mm. out what mine was mm-hmm. right mm. i took a test and yeah because you knew like before you and i ever talked about it you knew what your number was right through the test yeah but so like i took the test it was like a hundred question test mm-hmm. and i took it and it said i was type one mm-hmm. and i was reading type one and i agreed with everything okay very objectively i feel like i feel like i was pretty good at like not trying to be biased yeah i feel like of what i good wanted at... to be yeah so i read it and i agreed with it uh-huh. and it sits well with me right now yeah can you like <laughs> like do you have to test no so okay can I... you just be like i'm a three because i read a three and i'm a three okay you pro- it's not recommended to just read one type and then judge and say yes i'm that type i think I mean, just generally with things you're trying to learn in general, like you want to like read all the different options Mm -hmm. and then see which one you think fits you the most. And I think being objective is super important. Um, 
like just looking at the facts and yeah just because like not if trying to fit yourself into a category project what you want yeah. like onto what you're reading mm-hmm. so i think something else wise that you can do is like ask people that know you well and just be like hey i think probably like read a bunch of them narrow it down to a few and then ask somebody that knows you super well like hey which one of these sounds most like me and it's going to take a lot of time i don't think in one sitting you could really just like sit and be like oh i just read all of the numbers and i'm Mm -hmm. this one um i think for me like yeah i read I did take a test, but I read through all of it, and then I was like, yes, like, I do agree with this, um, and just looked at all the information. Yeah, I don't think you can just sit down one time and be like, mm-hmm. yep, I'm a one, so that's the end of it, <laughs> and I, I know did. for sure. <laughs> that's 100% what I did. Yeah, but you're pretty good at being objective, yeah. so I feel like you trust yourself. Um, Maybe other types. And also, I feel like if you ask your friends, you need to be careful of who you're asking yes like it would need to be someone who knows like what the enneagram is and like yeah oh yeah you know not just like yeah i guess i'm just like associating people asking me like right because you're the person that people go to to ask i mean you are i'm kind of snobby no like you are really (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think i mean actually like i have a few friends that are pretty like knowledgeable in it like they have a Mm -hmm. good amount of information on it Mm mm-hmm I think most people though they just know their description and that's good enough for them. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like the, what is it, the title? Oh yeah, the perfectionist. I'm yeah, I'm the achiever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, actually, I actually hate that. <laughs> yeah, because it just would like, you would you like calling yourself no, like the, the perf- reformer no. or the perfect perfectionist? No. Why? Because <laughs> I feel like that just like boxes you in so hard mm-hmm. and like. That could mean so many different things to so many different people. Yeah. Like the reformer. What does that mean? Like I take over countries? Like, (laughs) (laughs) no. (laughs) The perfectionist. That is exactly what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm not super OCD about stuff. Yeah. Right. (laughs) No comment. Okay. Um, No, I don't. I think you know, like, you know how you want things done. Me? Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's defined as OCD. Well, like legit OCD? No, of course not. No. Yeah. Well, you just mean OCD, how people lightly throw yeah. that term around. Yeah, and just like, like very like. No. But the thing is like with you, I feel like you know like what you want, but you also know why you think it should be that way. It's not just, oh, yeah. well, that's just what I like. No. Which I think most people are that way. That's just what I like. So. Just because. Yeah. Yeah. Or that's just how it should be. I try to be very intentional with what i do or like what i pick like regarding spending Mm -hmm. i don't want to have a lot of stuff but the stuff i do have i try to put a lot of thought behind it yes which i think is important i mean because if you have a bunch of stuff for not important reasons then you just have a bunch of yeah more quantity over quality which is more important great quality (laughs) most of the time i think okay i'm gonna read the basic fear and basic desire. So I said basic, or sorry, I said motivation, which can also be associated with desire. So it's like the desire within you slash. Um, Are we talking about ones or just Enneagram? Ones. Okay. So yes. recap, Enneagram is a typing, a personality typing mm-hmm. system, mm-hmm. numbers one through nine. Yes. And you can't really 
tell someone they're this number. Yeah. Because it's like not there's fears and motivations associated behind it mm-hmm. that only that person would know. Yes. Okay. I feel like it's pretty simple. Like that's, it's just a, That's it, right? I yeah, mean personality typing system, there's nine numbers. I mean, as opposed to like others like Myers Briggs, there's sixteen of them. So mm-hmm. Which I is something totally different. Yeah. <laughs> but we're doing Enneagram today. <laughs> okay. One through nine, typing system, motivations and fears. And now we're talking about type one. Yes. Which I am a type <laughs> one. Are you proud of that? Um, I'm not not proud of it. <laughs> I just identify it with it really hard. Yeah. You know? It's your identity. Mm. <laughs> I relate with it super okay. hard. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's wrong to take on an Enneagram as your identity? An Enneagram number. It depends on what you value, I think, in life. Do you value the Enneagram that much? Mm. I value the Enneagram a lot, but I don't think... Is it your source? Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think it's good for an individual to be like, this is my identity. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think your identity needs to be in something that's very solid. Mm-hmm. And that like won't move and like won't won't fade or get old over mm-hmm. time. Because like the Enneagram, like that yeah. that was made up by someone. Yeah. You know, it, it's and, observations about people, but... Yeah. And, like, even, like, if you, like, read more into the Enneagram, they will tell you, like, parts of it. I won't, like, label it now, but they will tell you, like, parts of it during the midpoint of your life, Mm -hmm. you will use a different part of the Enneagram. So, like, even... Oh, really? mm -hmm. Wait, so, like, your number will change? They say that your wing... Sorry, I was trying to avoid saying that, but... They say your wing will, like, you'll... Because, you know, you use wings on both sides. Right. Fun fact, which most people don't know, you use both wings. <laughs> which we'll discuss in a second. Yeah. Sorry. No. <laughs> I'm getting too excited. Cool. Okay. So, type one. Or, what are you going to talk about? Fears and motivations? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm first, I'm going to start off with just, like, what even is an Enneagram one? Like, how could you describe an yeah. Enneagram one? Mm-hmm. So, talk that, to me. <laughs> okay. So, um, ones are known for being super ethical and then they have a strong sense of right and wrong or like what is black and what is white. Their basic fear is of being corrupt or evil or defective. And like, I don't work well in this setting or like, I don't perform well. No, that's more of mine. Defective. Defective. Like associate defective with like being corrupt or evil. Oh, okay. Does that Gotcha. Correlate more. Um, so, and then basic desires. So that's what I was saying before was that I said motivation, but that is interchangeable with desire within Enneagram. Um, so basic desire to be good, to have integrity, to be balanced. Do you agree with that? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> balanced as far as like. What, what? How would you define balance for you? Uh, for me, like when I think of that word balance, I think of like all the things in life that can go too far or you don't have enough of. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What's a good example? Like confidence. Mm-hmm. There's a point where you can take confidence too far where it becomes arrogance. Oh, this is the point where, yeah, you say like there's a dichotomy to everything. Yes. That's literally you saying like. There needs to be balance, oh aka my gosh. you being a one. <laughs> and I'm not saying that everything can be good and everything, like mm. I, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everything like 
has the potential to be good. Because yeah. there are some things that I think are objectively wrong. Yeah. Like that statement doesn't apply to everything. That no, there's a dichotomy. To but everything. I think like 80% of stuff like has a dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Like alcohol. Like y- you can enjoy the drink the way it was designed to be enjoyed. Yeah. Or you can abuse it mm-hmm. and then like watch your life fall apart. You know, like there's mm-hmm. two sides. Yeah. So, yeah. I think like it could go with the way you act, the things you participate in. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that balances. Mm. So learning how to do that. Anyways, yeah, balance is important. Okay, so that means that, yeah. So you just touched on like basic desire slash motivation and like explain why you think that balance is important. Um, What about, this sounds so general. I don't like these like how like general they sound sometimes but um the description so okay on the part for basic desire slash motivation where it says that your desire is to be good part four what is that bit sorry i don't know what i just said basic desire oh like the part that says oh to be good maybe you didn't mean four you meant like four. Oh yeah i didn't i didn't like I don't remember what I said. Okay. So, sorry. Start over. <laughs> um. Okay. So, the part for basic... There we go. Yeah. Part for yeah. <laughs> basic... To, I'm dumb. I'm, I'm dumb. I'm No. Lit. Also, like, I'm just an external processor. So, like, pretty much, like, it takes a second for me to, like, talk and then, like, understand what I'm really saying, mm-hmm. which is bad in certain circumstances. But, <laughs> okay. So, the part for... Like you desiring to be good. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Or do you feel like we need to break that down more? Because that sounds so general. You're saying like, why do I desire to be good? Why or what does that look like for you? Do you think it's important? Or what? what is good? Oh gosh. <laughs> That's such a deep question. <laughs> so like I associate good with like truth. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Truth. Yeah, I feel like... But it's different. It's not the same thing. Because, like, Mm -hmm. a chair is a chair. Like, it's not good or bad. It doesn't have a moral value. Is that what you're saying? Right. It's still a truth. But it can't be good or bad. Right. So, I think it's something beyond that. Or it it accompanies truth. Yeah. Sometimes. It overlaps sometimes. Yeah. Truth and good. So, like, my my moral values come from something that doesn't move and like sustains the universe you know uh, mm-hmm. god <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> god <laughs> and he has all these attributes about him i think that drawing those things from reality that embodies god so um truth goodness um not lying, caring for others, those things, I think it's important to like either recognize them in reality or to understand them so I can do those good things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's important because it demonstrates reality very well. Very well. Yeah. Something like Like that. That That probably makes no sense. I've never really thought about that. Like why? Yeah. You've kind of... You've talked about those things, like, bits and pieces. I just don't know that you've ever, like, taken those bits and pieces and made it, like, a big Mm -hmm. picture. 
if that makes sense. So why? Like you've talked about logic mm-hmm. or morals and mm-hmm. given examples like that, mm-hmm. but. But you're asking why? What's the point? Yeah. So tell me if this is wrong, but it kind of sounds like you're saying like, like first you need to figure out like what is reality, like what is true Yeah. in order oh, to yeah. be able to define like what even is good. Like if something's not actually existing in reality, then it's not then it's not real like it can't be yeah true or oh yeah i think things that are good have to be real yeah and like if like things can't be real if they're not true like that doesn't make sense yeah that makes sense what you're saying yeah yeah so i think and and the reason why i think truth is good mm-hmm. is because it does encompass reality and like guess what we're stuck here like <laughs> We're going to be in reality for the rest of our lives until we die, you know, like, yeah. so the 80 years we have on earth, like, I think it's important to, you know, understand reality and mm-hmm. and draw good out from it, but not just live in la la land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's lame. <laughs> but it's so freeing. Is it? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm such... And and you say this all the time, and I, I think you're kidding, but you say, like, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I would much rather know and then, like, mm-hmm. stand up against it and then, like, posture myself towards that yeah. truth I don't want to hear in order to, like, live out reality mm-hmm. opposed to being, like, pretend. Yeah. You know? I think, yeah. It doesn't exist. I agree with that. And I know you're kidding. Like. I, I'm. I'm being serious for the small little things. Like, I'm trying to think, what are things that I, like, say that for? Because I know I do say that all the time. Like, small joke, like, things that, like, aren't important. Like, like, if you figure something out about someone that you don't want to know. Yeah. You know? That's going to, like, affect my view of them. Right. And you're like, I don't want to know that. Exactly. And I'm like, "Eh, I'd rather know that. So, that way. Because you're knowing, like, the true them. Right. Yeah. And for me, I just I just want to have this view of them. Wow, that makes me sound so shallow. <laughs> no, it doesn't. In comparison, yeah, because I've never thought about it that way. Um. Anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, recapping for Enneagram One, um, basic fear is of being corrupt mm-hmm. slash evil or defective. Basic desire to be good, to have integrity, or to be balanced. Um. So that, I feel like it's pretty simple. Yeah. So far, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read this. I've sent this to you before, but um, so I pulled this from an Enneagram page, one of the many that I follow on Instagram, but um, it's called Enneagram.life. Um, mm-hmm. It's ran by a couple and their names are Elizabeth and Peter. I can't remember their last names, but um, I am going to read this and then you may not remember it, but if you do remember it, tell me okay. or like restate your thoughts on that because it's going to be kind of a repeat. Deal. Um, but this is like an actual quote from him. So it's going to sound like it's me, but it's him. So he said, as a one, I cope and make sense of the world by using organization, structure and rules. Since all of my rules are based on my logic, I am left dumbfounded when someone does not follow the rules. For example, not signaling when changing lanes while mm. driving. Come on. I always signal. Therefore, it does not compute when another driver does not follow that rule. Preach. This type of situation usually leaves me very frustrated and can lead to anger, parenthesis, my deadly sin, 
my nine wing tones down the intensity of being a one by giving me a little more understanding for others uh, as a as I judge them by my rules. I can be completely I can be a completely different person when I'm comfortable and having fun as I go to a seven in health slash security, which we will talk about later. Um getting very excited and enthusiastic. On the reversal, I can go very low when I get overwhelmed as I go to four in unhealth slash stress. My creative side helps me in these times as playing my guitar and listening to music is very therapeutic. All right. Does that sound like you, Gret? Yes. <laughs> 100%. Okay. 100%. So, scenario. So, what if you are in the left-hand turning lane and okay. there is an arrow okay. painted sure. pointed towards the left because it's the left-hand turning lane? Yeah. Okay. So, what if, like, you're in line and there's someone in front of you okay. and they don't use their left blinker? Is okay. that wrong? That they didn't use their left blinker? Yeah. Yes. Why? Because <laughs> that's the law. <laughs> that's the law. <laughs> Those are the rules. Okay. It doesn't matter that there's a left arrow. The rule is turn left. <laughs> so just put your blinker As on. As you turn left. So I have a question. What? Just Just put your blinker on. Do you feel like you ever get so, like, you get so caught up in the rules that you forget the why of the rules like the reason behind the rules mm, i feel dang i'm about to sound so arrogant <laughs> Go for i it. promise this is true he is everyone she don't know me <laughs> i think very hard about why i do the things i do yeah i don't think that sounds arrogant i really do and like obviously if it was a rule that i didn't believe in then you wouldn't follow. No, it. yeah, because there's something morally beyond like rules. Mm-hmm. Like I don't follow rules blindly just because. Like, hopefully they okay. support a grander idea. Okay, so, because here's where my brain went, and then I'm gonna tell you what, how I'm receiving this, okay. and tell me if this okay. is wrong or right. So, I like, so I was thinking like. Like, I wonder if you ever get so caught up in the, I have to use my blinker mm-hmm. just because that's what I'm supposed to do. And you, like, forget, like, well, why is it important to use your blinker? Mm-hmm. It's important because for safety reasons, for example, mm-hmm. like, people on the other side of the intersection need to know I'm turning left. Right. right? Like, obviously, I think you would agree with that, that it, it is important for that reason. But you're right. saying even more so, like... I follow the law. Why? Because for moral reasons, like I follow the law. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. So like, like, I don't think it's right to like accidentally jam my car into someone else's car. You know, like that's (laughs) not good, right? That's not useful for anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then someone could get hurt or, you know, die or whatever. Yeah. Now, obviously that's a huge extreme, but that's the intention of the rule is so like it's for safety. Yeah. So... I think, yeah, I try to think about those things quite often Mm. because I don't want to be like, I don't want my character to just be like pushed around in the wind. Like the wind take me wherever and I'm just like, oh, like I'll follow (laughs) these rules, whatever. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, no, like I want to know why we're doing the rule. Now, do I know 
ev- do I know the reason behind every single rule? No, of course not. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> I'm stupid. No, <laughs> of course not. Like, I don't know the why behind every single rule yeah but you know i I try to make my best effort to To try to know yeah yeah yeah. so moral of the story if you don't use your blinker you are corrupt and you're not good (laughs) shut up (laughs) no (laughs) no (laughs) so like so so there's that reason so there's like the moral reason like like the reason why they put the law in place was so you know, everyone could know that you're signaling to turn left and it's for driver safety and all those things. So there's that aspect. Mm -hmm. And then there's another aspect that I can't really explain. It's just the fact that literally this is so superficial. Like it's the rule. Is it a secret? Is that why you can't explain? No, Okay. it's not a secret. Literally there's this part of me that's just like, it's the rule. So just Mm -hmm. follow it. Like, and it's frustrating when people don't and it literally eats me up and I don't know why. (laughs) But it's so real. Like I love that you just it's so admitted real. that. Oh my gosh. But it's both. It's not one or the other solely. Don't lie. <laughs> For real. We know you just follow the rules no, just because. No, no, no. For real, it's both. But the, like, I think the first one sounds very like, oh, like I would expect that, you know, for someone to say that, like, oh, moral code and like, yeah, blah, 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 don't hurt people. But like that second thing is so real. Like it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. It just makes me want to. I, I do that with social rules. What do you mean? Not so much like, like social niceties. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, how are you doing? Yes, like for me, that's totally okay. And mm-hmm. I know, I think you and I have had this conversation before where like, or maybe it wasn't you, tell me if it wasn't, where you're like, like at church, like shaking hands or whatever, mm-hmm. like, and being like, hey, how are you? Yeah. But you're like, I know that they really don't actually deep down care how oh, I'm Oh, you're doing. saying social niceties upset you. Or no, don't upset you, but. I think they are a necessary part of oh, life. Yeah. Gotcha. That sounds really shallow. But like, and for, yeah, I think, or or how like if someone dyes their hair mm-hmm. blue and you're like, they're like, do you like it? And you're like, yeah, but you may not. It looks good. And like, you're thinking like, I don't really like it, but like, it looks good for them. Like, it looks good on them. They like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I think that's a necessary part of, of life yeah. that like, yeah, so... Yeah. And in my brain, like, the way I think about it is like, yeah, but you're lying. But, 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 like, but I, I know, like, I do social niceties too. I, yeah. Like, I'm not super, like, yeah. I'm actually not that at all. Greg, I, Greg does social niceties. I do. Very, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Do Some, we want to so, tell the story about the... The undertow? Yep. <laughs> so I got an undertow from a coffee shop one time. I'm not going to say which one but I i'm dig- glad you said that because i probably would have yeah on accident uh, yeah so i got a, an undertow which is basically it's a double shot of espresso no i'm sorry it's sweet cream on bottom mm-hmm. so it's like cream and they put vanilla in mm-hmm. it and then it's a double shot on top and it comes in a little shot glass a double shot of what espresso okay I was just wondering. Yeah, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. 8 a.m. people. Yeah. Um, so it comes in a shot glass and you down it in one. It's so good. Like if you've never had this drink, go get it or go make it. 
It's so good. It's one of my favorites. Black coffee is the best. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so I got this drink from a coffee shop and I was so excited. I get it. So normally I get this drink at this one coffee shop and I always get it there. But then I went to this other coffee shop and I was like, you know what? I'm going to see how their undertow is. Do you like it at the first coffee shop? Oh my gosh. Yes. They kill it every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And it's so cheap. It's like a dollar fifty. It's so cheap. <laughs> but at this other coffee shop, it's like $5 or it was something. It was like three or four or $5. Yeah. I can't remember. It was a good bit it was more. A, it was substantially more than yeah. the first place. But so what like, were you thinking when you paid more? I was like, dang. Like before you tried it. I was it. like, dang, this better be good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> they made it for me and I drank it. And in front of. In front of the barista who yeah. made it. So I already felt awkward. Or not awkward. But anyways, I drank it in front of him. And then <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't good <laughs> at all. And he asked you. He was like, how he was, was like, it, how man? was it, man? And I was like, dude, that was so good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it wasn't at all. It was not good. But I used a social nicety. But in mm-hmm. my, like, honestly... This is me being completely honest. If I really think about it, to me, I feel like I'm lying. And technically, I am. And yeah. that really bothers me if I really think about it. Yeah. But <laughs> I do agree that social niceties have their place. Like, you can't. Yeah. Like, you have to have them to have deeper conversation. You can't just go up to a stranger and just be like, so what's your biggest fear in life? You know, like. Yeah, you have to build like small up to talk it. to get to that point. But first. I just feel like some social niceties, like you kind of have to force a little white lie, you know, like he oh. whispers, he knows it's wrong. God, <laughs> I hate it. What do you think about that? I hate it. You hate which part that like you do it or that it's a necessary I, thing I feel that like happens? There's, there's two forms of social niceties. There's the, hey, how are you doing? And uh, then there's the, yeah, it was good. I'm kind of lying. Yeah. The latter, the one about like, the, the call. yeah, it was good. So that one, like I was like, great. Like I said, I like said something to you about it. Like I pointed it out <laughs> because that one, I was like, that one's We left bad. and you were like, oh, you really liked it? I was like, no, that was so gross. <laughs> and you were like, what? <laughs> but you said. You said you liked it. <laughs> yeah. Like in front of him. And then we like actually were like sitting and thinking about like, well, what way could you have said it without lying? Mm-hmm. And we, like, couldn't come up with a way. Man, this was just not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that guy, that like... makes me cringe. He, like, he's been there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's not really... It'd be an insult, almost. <laughs> it would literally be... Better nice. look next time, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I there just... wasn't a way we could come up with it. So, obviously, like, in both of our minds, we were like, yeah, there was some form of that that was not... I feel like there's some social niceties that you can have that aren't based around a lie. Yes. And those ones I can justify. So like what? What's an example you can think of? Of like justifying it? No, no, no. What's an example of a social nicety that isn't a lie? Like Um, that example. Like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, really, I don't care. So I'm kind of lying. Yeah. Right? Or no? Um, okay. Question. Yeah. So, and maybe this is not a scenario you would prefer, but I'm okay. using it anyways. Okay. Cut it out if you want. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Nothing gets cut. <laughs> Completely uncut. Uncut. Un- unedited. Unedited. <laughs> Go. So, 
you are singing a worship song. Sure. And there coming back to the heart of worship. There are words in this worship song. Sure. <laughs> and let's say like it's like a worship song that you are proclaiming something like to be true. Like you are saying, like it's more of, it's not a question to God, but it's saying like, I am doing this, like, um, like I'll praise you in the storm or yeah. Or like, let's say like, I'll praise you in the storm, but let's say tomorrow or like you're going through a storm and like, you know that there are points that you have not been praising the Lord Mm -hmm. and you you have not been praising him through the storm. So is that lying in my worship? Yeah. Mm. I've thought about this. (laughs) <laughs> i think that a lie hmm, dang that's a good question <laughs> so your question is since i sang the example is i'll praise you in the storm yeah which is just literally a like, random line i just threw which out. basically means like i'll praise you like when times like suck yeah when it's hard and then you're saying tomorrow at a certain time it sucked mm-hmm. like something and you didn't praise yeah him. and i didn't mm-hmm. like proclaim his name and i was just like poopy pants <laughs> yeah was that a lie when i sang the song i don't know yeah because i don't think so because i would have to know <laughs> previously that i would have not praised him in the storm you know i would have had to yeah. have a plan what if it's the same day i don't think so i think it still applies because i didn't know i don't know the future i yeah. know i know that i'll fall short okay yes yes what if you know what i'm saying yes no i know exactly what you're saying so what if like and maybe this is where we separate from guy to girl experiencing emotions but okay (laughs) there are times where it's like i'm feeling something like and it is not in accordance to okay it's not wrong to feel something it's not wrong to feel angry it's Mm -hmm. wrong to like act upon that in a sinful way like okay so what if like i am frustrated with god mm-hmm. and i'm singing like i feel that deep down inside but like while while i'm singing that song mm-hmm. i'm saying i will praise you through the storm but at the same because like i've experienced that where it's like i'm frustrated with god mm-hmm. but i'm singing this song here's what i do know <laughs> i do know it's healthy in your relationship with the lord mm-hmm to proclaim things even if you don't believe them to be true at the moment but why because you know you know in essence that it's true yes so it's obviously important to proclaim truth that's the whole point of proclaiming truth and not like a feeling yeah so like some of these songs that talk about like my feelings and my emotions not that feelings and emotions are wrong but I'm just saying, like, I feel like there's songs that are super wishy-washy and, like, mm-hmm. don't really, like, explain reality or yeah. truth or, like, you know, yeah. things that stand firm, like, to the test of time. I don't know. Mm. That's why I think it's important to proclaim truth because it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. Because if you don't believe it, you're wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if you're proclaiming truth, even if you don't believe it to be true, it still is true. Yeah. Okay. So, but you're asking, is that a lie? I don't think it's a lie. Maybe we need to define lie. Maybe we're, we don't. So here's where I think it's separating. Like, this is something I've been recently learning about this past year. Like, emotion and logic. Mm-hmm. 
So at that point, it's like your emotion is experiencing something different than what your logic or like what logic actually is. So like, which is the nature of God. That's yeah, why, like that's God why is praiseworthy, but yeah. like I don't feel like praising Him. Right. So, is it wrong to feel like I don't want to praise God? Uh, you're asking me. If you want to answer, I don't think it's wrong. <laughs> I think it's normal. Yeah. I think it's again what you do with it. Like, yeah. Like how do you, how do you act upon? Yeah. That? Yeah. I agree with that. You make the choice. Yes. To praise him. Yeah. You make the choice to like, you make the choice to straighten your path to what you know to be true. Mm-hmm. However you find that. Yes. Regardless of what you feel. Regardless of what you feel, yeah. what you know to be true. Yeah. And then you make every effort to go that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Okay. Got really deep there what (laughs) yeah we just got so off topic oh my gosh no i but that yes but it still relates back to the point of like why like i'm doing something because i feel like that's what i'm supposed to do even Uh, though i don't feel it yeah like it's still on the same so we didn't get off topic yeah we're killing it we didn't no (laughs) so okay something else that i thought of i so i listened to a podcast over this today it was over comparison Mm -hmm. which is bad it can be bad it can be bad (laughs) no they were talking about it in a context of like you shouldn't compare yourself comparing your worth yeah not good (laughs) so they were saying like in the podcast um like your best friend goes to hawaii Mm -hmm. and they're having a great time Mm -hmm. and you're like but i want to go to hawaii like Mm -hmm. on the inside and but you tell them with your words hey like i'm super excited that like you get to go on Mm -hmm. this trip to hawaii like Mm -hmm. i hope you have a great time but you're not excited yeah on the inside you're like i'm a little jealous Mm -hmm. why am i not getting to go to hawaii Mm -hmm. what you think about that what do you mean like because that's kind of a social nicety that you're saying oh it's totally a social nicety yeah you worked hard for it. What do I think about that? Is it wrong to say that? Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I do social niceties all the time, but I yeah. think it's really important to like speak truth. To practice speaking truth. I think but that's I don't the think point. it's wrong to say that though. No, I think it's important to practice. Like it's the same thing with like, <laughs> I just keep dying this back in, but like, it's the same thing with like, like reading the Bible, like, do I wake up every single day and I'm like, yes, I want to read this Bible every single day. No, but you practice the discipline of it. You don't? <laughs> I don't Oh, want. I do. Oh, you do wake up and you're, you're just like, that's the first thing he does. He doesn't even use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, yeah. That's, yeah. So again, that that's another question you could ask. Is it wrong to read your Bible when you don't feel like it? Obviously yeah. not. Like, it's important to do Brett's the thing. going to do a podcast over that. Over what? Reading your Bible when you don't want to. I just decided that for you. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Spiritual discipline. So, no, it's not wrong to do that because yeah. you're, you're putting yourself in a situation that you believe and know logically to be truthful and good and mm-hmm. all these things, regardless of what you feel. 
but you can line you can align your emotions with logic that's another thing you can do yes takes a lot of practice for more people than others that's when emotions are good is when they back up logic yeah yeah i almost said hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's funny anyway like yeah i think emotions are this is about to sound so like high and mighty i think emotions are good all around because like for me Mm -hmm. i don't know much about emotions that was literally just a i don't for real what do you mean you don't know like like just i know what they are but i don't know where their place is in life in your brain (laughs) yeah i just don't know like yeah do you trust them do you not i know you can trust them and i know you shouldn't always trust them yeah am i am i allowed to share examples of myself i guess (laughs) yeah what what you got so like for me like so I've been journaling, you know this, mm-hmm. but like I journal probably like two or th- anywhere from two to like four times a week. Okay. I journal. And so most of the time that I journal, it's like I am feeling something and either A, I don't really know what it is, but I feel it. Mm-hmm. And does that sound like a foreign con- concept? <laughs> no. And then um, where it's like I know what I'm feeling and I know it's not lining up with logic. So I'm like, I, I need to like work on this mm-hmm. and like pray about it. Mm-hmm. So I like literally pull out my journal. I'm like, this is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And like, but here's. You like put it on paper so you can see it. Yes. Because in your brain it's like. Yeah, ah! exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in my brain, like it's like a big <clears throat> jumbled mess, and it's like it's like a cloud where it's like I know I'm feel. It feels kind of dark, but I don't really know like mm-hmm. what that emotion is or what and you're to not call able it. To, like for me, like I want to categorize everything. So for me, if I'm feeling yes. a bunch of different things, I want to be like this. I'm feeling this because of this. I'm feeling this oh, because of this. Oh yes, that's exactly what I do with the journal. Like I will say I'm feeling this, uh-huh. and then I will say to myself, "Why am I feeling this? It's uh-huh. because of blank." Mm-hmm. Okay, now. But you have to write it out in order to do yes, that. Yes, gotcha. I have to do that. I can't do it. I can do it on my own. And my like just thinking about it, it just takes a lot more effort. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, so I am like, I write down what I'm feeling why i'm feeling that which takes a lot of processing it's taken a lot of practice to get to that point to be able to do it quicker Mm -hmm. and then i say okay well how should i act should i act based upon this emotion or should i not Mm -hmm. and so a lot of the time the answer is no if i'm if i've gone to the journal (laughs) big no yeah if i've gone to the journal at that point it's like it was a big enough thing for me to feel that i needed to like write about it Mm -hmm. and um yeah, usually when my emotions are lining up with logic, it's a great day, and I don't really need to journal anything. Can you give us an example of what that would look like, or can you think of anything off the top of your head? You mean like where your emotions could align um, with with logic or truth or what? Where they could? Yeah, in, um, a, in a positive way. Oh, like feeling sad about the loss of a loved one. Yes. Like, like, I should feel that. Yeah, it's yeah. normal. Yes. I mean, yeah, at that point, I personally, I wouldn't be like, oh, I need to... Actually, I probably would journal about that just because that's sad. Sad's not a good emotion for okay, me Okay, bad example, bad example. <laughs> what about, like, um, 
Okay, I have an example. Okay, go. So, like, those ones are just so easy. Like, say, like, when we all went to the concert and it was a great time. And we like, went to Wilder Woods. Yes. Yeah, me, Sierra, <laughs> and a bunch of friends saw Wilder Woods, and it was... We're so popular. Amazing. <laughs> it was the best concert I've ever been to. I've only been to two. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. So, like, that one, it's like, I had a great time. Like, and by the way, fun. real quick, I'm sorry. I touched his velvet jacket, or velvet <laughs> whatever, his Grant suit. Grant turned into a fanboy. I did, and like, I, I don't even care. Fanboy. Not even a man at that point. He ca- he came down to the audience and sang supply and demand. Mm-hmm. And I had my arm around him. Around him. And the other trying phone- to get a selfie and it looks so awkward because he wasn't like he wasn't like doing the doing the thing, you know? Like yeah. he wasn't reciprocating. <laughs> like he's seeing it. He's performing, Greg. I know. I did but it didn't so compute. Sad. And then Gret cried afterwards. That did not happen. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> yeah. So I just awkwardly had my hand on his back. It was so weird. It was it awkward in the moment though. But I touched him. <laughs> yeah, so, but it was velvet. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but it was velvet. What color velvet was it? Red. What the color that velvet is? Oh, I'm thinking red of red velvet, velvet cake. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah, like that time, like I, that's just such an easy example. Like the concert was fun. I was with my friends. Yeah. I was with you mm-hmm. and you can embrace your emotion. Yeah. Like they're not at conflict. So it's like, I'm just going with the flow. Like yeah, not much explanation needed there. I don't feel like. Yeah. That's, that's a positive way of using yeah. your emotions. Yes. And the negative would be like, what if you just had to give an example? <laughs> I'm just laughing. Cause what we we're talking about logic and emotions on this Enneagram episode. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Well, give me an example of when they'd be bad, and then we'll get back to... Of when they would be bad? Okay. Yeah. Um, When would be a bad example that you can relate to? Or not relate to? I have a lot of those examples, but... They're a little too personal. A lot of them are really personal, but I don't care if you don't care. I don't care. Okay. Like, and we've kind of talked about this before, but like, and I'm not trying to make this a couples podcast sorry but (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) sorry that was really loud so like like sometimes like if i want to be really selfish and be like no like i want to hang out with gret like i don't want to like let him like go have fun and like do the things like whatever it is you're doing that day like Mm -hmm. of course like it would be easier for me to be really selfish and be like like emotionally tell you no like come hang out with me right don't do that thing or whatever which sounds really awful but like i think that's normal yeah i think it's normal it just sounds awful like to think about like me just being like hey i know you just worked 12 hours but Mm -hmm. don't sleep (laughs) right come hang out with me (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but you know that those aren't aligned yeah logically i know that I need to let you like either whatever it is you're doing, like mm-hmm. sleep or like have time to yourself or with friends or yeah, like whatever. whatever you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so you logically know it, but emotionally you feel 
the need to like want to hang out yeah. and like you feel sad yeah or maybe makes me sound so needy no like that's normal <laughs> that's i think that's normal but then you have to so you're saying in that instance you'll like journal like mm-hmm. i'm feeling this because this and then you're like oh i know that doesn't match up yeah 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 that makes sense yeah i like it <laughs> i like it <laughs> yeah i have caught myself like recently like if I'm feeling something, I'm like, I need a journal. Like, it's almost like my instant. It. I remember one day, this was recently, I was like, I need a journal. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, need, I, don't, I don't even remember what it was specifically. But mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is becoming like my first Dang. thought now. I tried journaling before. How did, how did that go? Did nothing. Really? Yeah. Why? I got a cool little journal, you know. Got all the things got, for it. It had lines me. on it. <laughs> the journal headlines on yeah, it like notebook paper yeah well no it was cooler than that you know the page was like not white it was a little yellow you know a little rustic looking got a cool pen man that was really i got a 0.38 pen you know real thin and it just did nothing not a G2. i did it for like no g2 hey i want everyone to know g2s <laughs> are garbage the gel is so thick the gel is so thick <laughs> that if you like smear over it or if you like close the book or whatever and then open it, it's going to smear everywhere. That's bad. You don't want that. So you, you're hating on the gel? I'm hating. Yeah. But you use gel pins. Yeah, but they're not. All right. Where's the logic in no, that? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't see it. G2 <laughs> pins are so jelly. They have so much <laughs> jelly. You're so jelly. They have so much ink that it just smears and that's no good. Anyways, journaling didn't work out too well for me. It was, but it, was it works the for gel. you. It works for you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was just laughing because you made it kind of sound like it didn't work for you because of the gel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a good pen in this exam in this scenario. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying G2s are garbage. Anyways, <laughs> we got so off topic. <laughs> That's really funny. Hey, I would listen to this podcast. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> i'm my own hype man <laughs> i really do i really do say that and i really mean it sometimes i hype myself up i'm like you can be better to yourself yes to me he says that to no, me. no not to you <laughs> <laughs> no i don't okay. i'm like garrett you can be better what you're doing could be better oh for sure but then yes i think i am my own my biggest critic like for myself mm-hmm. But then there are some things, if I decide it's good, I'm like, all right, it's good. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm just with it. Okay. So. <laughs> cool. Oh. Who sounds like the arrogant one now? Nah. Okay. So, we've gone over what is an Enneagram one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> pretty thoroughly. <laughs> pretty pretty thoroughly. 30 <laughs> minutes later. Yeah. Wait, has it really been 30 minutes? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Um... So I'm going to read um, healthy and unhealthy ones. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions okay. or if you have comments in between. That oh, works. Okay. Okay. So I'm actually going to start with an unhealthy one just because I feel like that's easier. Okay. Um, this is also from Enneagram.life on the instagram the instagram the instagram um unhealthy ones are highly critical of others obsessive over anything they think they can control and are often workaholics 
at their most unhealthy ones become mean to rid their life of rule breakers they (laughs) their inner critic torments them and depression starts to sink in alone and miserable these ones can become plagued with ocd depressives depressive disorders Mm -hmm. and suicidal thoughts wow so that's an unhealthy one dang um then we're gonna read average and in health so just there's an average yeah really yeah there is okay if you go on enneagram institute they have like this is a website there's yes enneagram institute is a website i believe they also do like programs for becoming an enneagram coach and such but bougie yeah it's pretty bougie um the Enneagram Institute. I mean, come on. Um, so to be clear, there are different levels of health for each one. Right. So there's unhealthy, average, yes, and healthy. Okay. So, um, an average one, they go through life with a frustrated undertone. Nobody listens to them. <laughs> Everyone around them is breaking the rules without consequence and their pursuit of perfection is exhausting this leads average ones to be snippy and personal and if confronted about their mood very defensive after all they're the only they're only trying to do the right thing if they stepped on your toes you should have just gotten out of the way dang whoa yikes (laughs) sometimes that sounds worse than unhealthy no it doesn't i just feel like i know I just feel like that sounds like someone I know, you know? It's me. Not specifically. I'm just saying I feel like I know people like that <laughs> has, in my life. He has a name in mind, people. No, I don't. <laughs> Listen and figure out who it is. It's me. <laughs> no. Um, Dang, get out of his way. He's mm-hmm. on a mission. Yeah. You know? Honestly, that sounds like me at work sometimes. Yeah? Yeah, that's really embarrassing. On on a bad day, to be clear. Okay. <laughs> Um, in health, a one's right and wrong thinking is matured and much more kindly presented to others. They no longer push people around, stress out, or fixate on their ideals, but can accept that their way may not be the right way to do everything. This is mostly due to them realizing their inner critic is a bully and becoming kinder to themselves and their own thought life. Healthy ones make amazing leaders because they can be trusted to do what is right. Hmm. Which one are you, Greg? Oh, gosh. Don't ask me that. <laughs> don't ask me that. I don't know. Do you want I think I'm definitely not unhealthy. Yeah. Wow. I'm definitely not unhealthy. No, mm. I just like... I think it's pretty safe for you to say that uh, you're not plagued with OCD or depressive disorder. Right. Right. No, for sure. Like, I'm not. And, yeah. and I would definitely say, like, if I had to legit gauge where I was as objectively as I could, I would say I'm like, I'm not average. Like I'm not average. I'm saying like, I'm not like there's unhealthy, average, healthy. I'm not average. Like average said what people better get out of my way. Yeah. And like, see, like there's, they're yeah. very direct and like, and not, don't really regard people's emotions not and not kind. Mm-hmm. I'm not that for sure. Mm-hmm. I would say, but I'm not, I don't think I'm like 100% healthy. I think I'm like, striving to be healthy yeah but definitely not like get out of my way mm-hmm. like i'm doing i'm on a mission yeah i'm here to get you yeah i have a lot more to say to that but i feel like it'll be more useful once we get into wings but yeah i would say that 
and I don't think I'm being biased, but I think you're a healthy one. Because mm-hmm. I know some unhealthy ones. Mm-hmm. And they are pretty, like, they are not very understanding of those that don't follow the rules. And yeah. I've seen that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Not very fun to be around. Yeah. But you're not, I mean, you're not like that. Like, you're pretty good about being, like, kind to others even when they don't follow the rules. Even though, do you, okay, on the inside... Oh, it burns me up. Yeah. 100%. But on the outside, you don't really Like the blinker that. example. Turn your yeah. blinker on. But, okay, Just how do you... Just turn it on. <laughs> Legit, in my yeah. head, I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. How but, do you deal with that? Like, over time, like, isn't that going to build up and you're going to, like, just, like, explode one day? I think I just realize that people are different. Yeah. That's literally just, Make like, peace my... peace with it. Yeah, just, like, it's mm-hmm. my safe go-to. Just, like, people are different. Not everyone's like me. Maybe they're I'm, having a I'm, bad day. I'm very aware that, like, the way I think is not how everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. And I think Which is literally what it said in... A healthy one? Yeah. That's oh, literally, really? Yeah. It says, um... But can accept that their way may not be the right way to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely do understand that. That my way of thinking... Not that it's not the best or anything. I just know that not everyone thinks the way I think. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the way everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. And that there's strengths that can be pulled from everybody's thinking. Yeah. And there's weaknesses in everybody's thinking. So I'm very aware of that. So so then I can gather that information and go, okay. So that means that someone out there doesn't think about putting on their blinker in the left mm-hmm. turn only lane. So initially, I would say my immediate reaction is like, Gosh dang it, that's so annoying. Like Yeah. And just turn reaction. your blinker on. But then I'm like, okay, stop. Like Think about it. Step outside of yourself and look at the situation. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I'm good. I don't squander it, like or I don't yeah. like suppress, suppress it, it until it's like Yeah. And then I'm super angry at everyone and Do you think that the world would be a better place if it were filled with ones who followed the rules? No. <laughs> if everyone was a one Yeah. No. Why? Oh my gosh. This this life would be like chess or like <laughs> literally like. Now you do your part yes, and then I, it'll it will wait on me. you. Yeah. And then, yeah. No, no. I, there has to be a variety. <laughs> oh my gosh. This world would be so boring if everyone was a one. Mm. It would be. Everyone would only be having like, they would only want to talk or like drink coffee or just like. Like, no one would want to, like, go skydiving or, like, break the world record on skateboard tricks. or You know, like, all these different things that, like, um, ones typically don't do. You know? Yeah. Ones are more, like, methodical and, like, talk and... Do you think you can be like that, though? Like, you could be the type that would want to break a world record? Me personally? Yeah. Do you think you're capable of such things? Not those specific examples, but... Of, like, those adventurous, like... Yeah. I could... Do you think you currently are like that I just in don't, any I just don't want to. portion? <laughs> you don't want to? Yeah, like like skydiving. I've no no bone in my body wants to do that. Okay. Like zero. I've yeah. no desire to do that. Will that change later? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I definitely would rather just like sit and talk and hang out. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Do different things than that. I think you can be adventurous sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so i'm gonna move on to wings yeah 
I'm really excited for this part. Um, okay. So, to explain wings, mm-hmm. do you want to expl- try to explain wings? What do you know? Here's about what I know wings? about wings. <laughs> They're like this. <laughs> no. So, in regards Birds to... Birds have in, them. In regards to Enneagram, like, a wing is... So, like, each number has two wings, right? And it's on either side of their number. There you go. Key part. Key part. It's on either side. Mm -hmm. And you typically favor one over the other, right? What do you mean by favor? Like, I just burped. Like, (laughs) you show more traits of one than the other. There you go. Is that right? Yeah. In Enneagram language, they would say you use this wing. Yeah. Like it's a tool. And since I'm a one. Yeah. So obviously one of my wings would be a two because that's right next to one. Don't tell us which one you are yet. Okay. So there's a, there's one wing two, Mm -hmm. but since one is at the beginning, you would go back to nine because it's, Mm -hmm. the Enneagram taps are one through nine. So it'd be. Because the Enneagram is, it works in a circle. Like there's a physical shape that is a circle. And there are numbers around it. I just feel like we needed to define that. Oh, I didn't know that. You've seen the picture of Enneagram where it's like there's a circle and it there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh. And the numbers. I've probably seen it. I just thought someone was being artsy. I didn't <laughs> know that was like a legit thing. That's so funny. It literally, it <laughs> works in such a way and they have all these lines in between. Those lines oh, are pointing yes, towards numbers yes, yes, for yes, a yes, reason. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So one wing two. And then since, since I'm at the beginning, mm-hmm. you would go to nine. So it's one wing nine, one wing two. And then you would favor like you would favor nine more than two. Mm-hmm. Or you'd favor two more than nine. Yeah. And that but would be you, your wing. Right. But you use both, right? Yes. All right, you go. That's all I know about it. That, I mean, that was a pretty that was a pretty dang good explanation. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got. So, I mean. <laughs> See, Gretsch is being humble when he says that. He doesn't really know that much about the Enneagram. Um, okay. So, um, each Enneagram number that uses wings has a nickname for it. So, l- in the same way that a one is called the reformer or the perfectionist, mm-hmm. um, a one um, with a nine wing is called the idealist. Mm. So I'm going to read both of these and then I want you to tell me which one okay. you are or think you are. Okay. If you happen to change your mind. Okay. Um, a nine wing brings some chill to a one's do everything right now nature a one wing nine will be a little more socially aware than your average one but less eager to please than a nine a one wing nine will tell you what they think coming across very confidently but may in fact be nervous about the aftermath of their forthrightness Mm. responsible loyal and eager to please a one wing nine will definitely leave a mark on their circle of influence okay Okay, so that one is called The Idealist. The Idealist. Um, and sometimes different websites or books or resources for the Enneagram will nickname them something a little different. Okay. Um, just like one website may say like, oh, an Enneagram one, the reformer, but then you go on the next website and it says the perfectionist. The perfectionist yeah. And you're like, what? Like, yeah, some of them have interchangeable names, but essentially they stand for the same thing. Okay. Um. Enneagram one with a two wing quote the advocate Mm. a one with a two wing is born to help and to do it right they're friendly kind and altogether just a good person so it might be hard to think that these one wing twos have a bit of a manipulative streak but Uh it's true while ones have rules they uphold it in a general 
in general, a one wing two will have many social um, relationship rules. If you happen to break one of these rules, a one wing two is very unlikely to give you a second chance. Oh, shoot. A one wing nine can almost react like an eight when they see a loved one being treated unjustly. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be on an anger triad sweetheart's bad side that's funny oh what it's they're just giving it a nickname oh for my like gosh for the type okay so um so that was called the what the advocate yes okay so which, so one? which one am i yeah which one, one do you think nine hundred percent one wing nine <laughs> the idealist i i definitely like i relate to one super hard but i'm not at all the person that's like or consciously, at least, I, I'm not like, doom, 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 like, yeah. like this is what's right, and like I don't care about your emotions and da 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 da. Mm -hmm. Like I get nervous when I think about telling. Like if I'm about to tell someone something that I know might hurt their feelings, but it's mm -hmm. in the pursuit of truth yeah. or whatever, that makes me so nervous, and I have to like hype myself up to do it. Yes. Yeah. And I definitely think I'm not as rigid as a one is portrayed to be. Yes. Yeah, I think maybe that's the main thing. Yeah. But I definitely still carry the traits of one. Yes. Like those aren't sacrificed. Yeah. Just the intensity of it, I think, is brought back by the nine. Yeah. One wing nine is very interesting, I think, because mm -hmm. it seems kind of like... Contradictory. Yeah, it's like, how can a person be a one but a nine? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. But yeah, I would definitely say one wing nine. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, one wing two kind of intimidates me. Like, They're manipulative? Or they can be, I guess? I think just because they... I think their rules are more focused socially. And uh -huh. so they are like, you broke the rule. Like, uh -oh. And I've been helping you this whole time. Like, yeah. I've been like doing all the things for you and you just broke this rule. Yeah. So, we, I mean, Bye. cross the line. Dang. <laughs> It makes sense. Like if you're if you're a one wing two and you're thinking like it should work this way and I've done all these things yeah. to like help you. You're done. Yeah, because nope. a two is the called the helper. Mm. So you're putting a perfectionist and the helper together. <laughs> right. So that they might have issue with forgiveness. Yeah. Which you use that wing as well. A right. two. So in what Interesting. ways? I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that? I actually I I, I may. Yeah, that might be true for me a little bit. Maybe not to that extreme, but yeah. if someone messes up, like if I give them a position of authority, or like I have a position of authority to give, but yeah. I'm saying like if I was over in your a, life, if I was over a project, or yeah, yeah, if there's something really important in my life and they screwed it up mm -hmm. intentionally or not, in my brain, like in my mind, I'm like, you messed up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do you think it'd be hard to forgive them? It'd be hard. I would forgive them. It would be hard though for me. Yeah. I, Dang, I see that now. Yeah, I was about to say, honestly, I could see that in you as well. Yeah. I think it would take a lot for you to get to that point of like, all right, here's the line. Like, you crossed it. Yeah. I think that line, there, there's the boundary is mm -hmm. pretty far mm -hmm. in between. I definitely think I could forgive that person. It would just take a lot in me to get there. Yeah. But that feeling exists for sure. Like, yeah. you messed up. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Dang. Okay. <laughs> I definitely think I'm more, I don't go out of my way, <laughs> this is going to sound horrible, I don't intentionally go out of my way 24-7 to help people, I don't think. I would, 
like in reference to I'm not just solely a one wing two. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I would think I'm definitely more like get myself in order and then help someone, you know, yeah. I'm not just like, not that twos do this, but I'm, I'm definitely not like drop what I'm doing and go help this person. Oh, twos do that. Do they? Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't do that at all. I'm, yeah. I'm very much like, let me, Jordan Peterson talks about this all the time, but like, like clean your room and like getting your house in order before you like go out Yeah. and do something with the world or like impact the mm-hmm. world or whatever. It's very important to like check yourself. Check yourself because before you wreck yourself. Legit. That's real. <laughs> because like, what if you go out there and you're helping people, but you're offering like bad help? Mm, ooh, that's you, a good point. You know, like yeah. you need, to, you need to be rooted in something good. Mm-hmm. You need to be standing up firm, you know, Yeah. before you go and influence someone else's life. Yeah. It's almost selfish. Ooh. Well, you hear that too? <laughs> no, 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 no. You I'm just, are selfish. No, if you are shut doing. up. That's not what I said. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that makes sense. But that's, I definitely do that. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> okay. I have subtypes if you're down to go over that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what do you know about subtypes? Zero. None. None. Okay. I think once I start talking about it, it's going to ring a bell. Okay. Okay. So subtypes um, is literally just that. Like within a, each type, mm-hmm. there you're going to be one of three. One, two, like. One, two, or three. So they, they well, all I'm have saying names. you said within oh, each yes. type, you're referring to like I'm one a one. One through nine. Yeah. You're a two. Yeah. Or you're not a two, but. Yeah. Anyways. I, okay. <laughs> you're saying there's different types of ones. Yes. But that's different than one wing nine and one wing two. Yes, it's so what we're talking about right now is called subtypes. We just went over wings. So okay. yes, it is different. Okay. But we're going to talk about how like a one wing nine and a one wing two mm-hmm. can look under each subtype. Gotcha. I feel like I'm just like throwing words out there that are just really confusing, but no. subtypes, wings, and all the things. We're explaining them. That's what we're doing. So, um, okay. So I'm going to go over all the different um, subtypes. So there's three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, the, they are called three different things. There is um, social, um, and that is for every type. There is a subtype called social. And then there's one called one-to-one, also known as sexual. Um, slash, what? Yeah. Slash, oh, my gosh. Slash intimate. It doesn't mean like, <clears throat> yeah. It doesn't, like, it really doesn't mean it, like, in a physical sense. Like, it literally is just, like, I'll get into it okay. more. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's really hard to explain without uh, doing that. Or um, the last one is called self-preservation. Okay. And so social doesn't have another name. Self-preservation doesn't have another name. Um, the only one that has interchangeable names are uh, sexual slash intimate Mm-hmm. Um, slash one to one are all three of these subtypes the same subtypes for every type yes so like these three subtypes are the same type like they're the same for ones as it would be for twos as it would be for threes yes they just look different right yeah <clears throat> but they are they all three fall under each number um and so just like we went over wings and how they had their own names mm-hmm. um the subtypes have their own names as well their own nicknames mm. 
Um, well, like different resources will give them nicknames mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, so I'm going to read these three and then um, tell me which one you think you are. Okay. Um, okay. So the first one is, quote, the zealous one. Mm. Um, this one is the one-to-one. Um, it says... Ones with a dominant one-to-one instinct are the reason we hear of ones being, quote, the reformers. And they're also the reason some ones can look like eights, feeling secure in their one or two intimate relationships. This one looks outward at boldly improving the world around them. Mm -hmm. This one is much more likely to express anger outwardly than the other two subtypes, making them the counter type. Um, so now I'm going to read what a one wing nine and what a one wing two would look like under this subtype. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're on the one to one. So one wing nine, a nine wing will temper this one's fire, making them look a lot like a nine wing eight. This subtype slash wing combo may have a lot of inner conflict as they try to be good, keep the peace and reform the world. One wing two, a two wing will make this one even more focused on the well-being of their couple close relationships, and they can look even more like an eight. That goes to a two in growth. A two wing will only add to the subtype's boldness and oftentimes more extroverted energy. So that was the zealous one. Mm -hmm. And the next one is... So they're pretty... Just summary, just like ballpark, they're very what... Um, go get them yeah they're just a lot you more said bold like two relationships yeah they're not very like they're more focused on externally in the world how can i make the things mission. better and different the mission yeah yeah yes okay um and then uh the next one's called the teacher one and um, the what the teacher one like what, it's called the teacher what subtype is that um it is the social one. Oh, uh, okay yeah. Um, so it's called the teacher, like as its nickname, mm-hmm. um, ones with a dominant social instinct, take their perfectionist angst and use it to teach others by both being an example and physically teaching others how to do something quote the right way. These ones focus more on their place within social circles and are generally much more friendly and laid back than the other two subtypes. One wing nine, a nine wing will make the subtype more cautious about how they approach teaching others. Knowing it may come off as critical, this draw to teach, but overthinking how it will be taken can cause a lot of anxiety in this subtype. Usually, as they watch people do something, they wish they were bold enough to teach them to do better. This anxiety can make them mistype as a six or a nine. Hmm. One wing two. A two-wing will give this subtype even more charm and sweetness as they lead others into doing things the way they think they should be done. Um, Not only general imperfections, but also relationship strife that could have been handled better will stick out to this subtype slash wing combo. It is uncommon for a one-wing two to mistype as a two-wing one. So if you're confused, reflect on the arrows, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, so that was the social one, also known as the teacher one. Okay. And then the last one, um, the perfectionist one, which is the self-preservation one. Mm -hmm. Um, ones who have a dominant self-preservation instinct are true perfectionists. Their inner critic is hard at work on their appearance, 
finances, eating habits, etc. These ones are not critical of others as they are of themselves. The Enneagram Worldwide calls this subtype um, either highly anxious or highly self-controlled. That's funny. Um, One wing nine. A nine wing may give the subtype a little less energy, but if anything, it only makes them more focused on the things they have rules about and procrastinate about everything else, making them look very focused, driven, and responsible. One wing two, a two wing can make the subtype feel conflicted between serving others and protecting themselves. This may be the very tension their inner critic chooses to pick on them about and may lead them to believe they're a two because their thoughts are very relational. Um, so yeah, that was the last one. Interesting. The, what that's w- kind of a lot of information. Yeah. I'm already forgetting what you said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um... I definitely think I'm the second one. Yeah. What is it? The social? The teacher? Yeah. Wait, so... That's both. Which one's the sexual one? Um, That was the first one we went, we went over. What? Um, The zealous one. So oh, okay. It said, like, they focus on fewer relationships, so it's more intimate. They're only focused gotcha. on intimate relationships. That's why it's so called So, the that. zealous was under the uh, sexual slash intimate yes. category. Yeah. Social... Mm-hmm. subtype was the teacher category mm-hmm. and then the oh dang it what was it what was the last one the perfectionist one but what was the subtype um self-preservation self-preservation yeah i definitely think i would fall under the social one <laughs> i think i'm relatively okay at knowing my place yeah in a social setting more than like a typical one where they're mm-hmm. just like i'm oblivious to social things and like this is how it is and yeah hear me out you know like i'm aware that like if Mm -hmm. i want to speak something out that may go against the grain like it's going to be taken you know pretty harshly yeah that's why i think i get a lot of anxiety when i think about Mm -hmm. telling someone the truth when it could hurt their feelings yeah so and i do i do enjoy if assuming i have the knowledge to teach truth like if I feel like I know something to be true and I see someone else who doesn't know that and they're asking me for advice, I love teaching mm-hmm. in that way. Not, f- not for my benefit, but for theirs. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Cause someone did that for me, you know? Yeah. It's like giving back. I love that. So I definitely think I'm, I'm a two. How kind. Or not a two. I'm a, the second, the second option. The teacher. <laughs> I'm one. a type one and I use a nine wing more. And mm-hmm. I would say within my subtype, I'm a social, there you go. the social subtype, which is also known as the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you said, and that's why I was smiling because I just kept thinking of this story, but you were saying like usually in social settings, like you're pretty good about knowing like what's going to hurt people's feelings and like. Mm not being like a typical one where mm. you say things and you're like what like i don't know some, most of the time there's sometimes where i just it completely <laughs> right yeah there's sometimes where like I'm would like, you like to tell the story or no no that's okay <laughs> that's okay okay you don't have to tell the story but just in essence i'm very much like i don't know i just see something and i'm like that's wrong and sometimes yeah. it's just like an instinct and it just yeah. like i'll say it and without then, really thinking and about then everyone's like did he just say that what? that's happened <laughs> it's happened to people multiple times 
<laughs> and literally afterwards she's like why'd you just say that? or she, you'd be like do you realize you said this and everyone was like yeah what the heck you know yeah and i was like what like i had no idea there's definitely times where that happens mm-hmm. yeah i think that's really funny when that happens <laughs> so embarrassing oh my gosh okay so you at least have to tell this one what um this doesn't necessarily relate specifically to subtypes but it relates to being a one okay the puzzle oh gosh you know my sister found oh did i tell you that mm-hmm. oh my gosh so <laughs> we're doing this puzzle because mm-hmm. we're we're old apparently <laughs> and we like to do puzzles now uh-huh so we're doing this thousand piece puzzle of um, Moraine Lake in Banff. It's actually right there. <laughs> That's the puzzle we're doing. It's that picture. Literally. <laughs> a- anyways, so I've never done a puzzle before. So we just like got it on this table and we're like separating colors and doing edges and stuff. Yeah. But we're doing it like on this table that has gaps in between the wood slats Mm -hmm. so pieces could fall down and drop on the ground and we would lose them forever yeah and i don't know like me sierra and my sisters we were doing it and they were just kind of being a little careless including me yeah oh yeah and (laughs) honestly i might have been the most careless one and, and when i say careless i just mean like they're putting pieces right beside the crack where it could fall and i'm just like Hey, anxiety let's be careful <laughs> watch it you know because like because my whole th- reasoning was like in 10 years when we finish this puzzle because that's how long it's going to take when we finish this puzzle thousand pieces yes 10 years people <laughs> when we finish this puzzle and there's one piece missing i'm gonna go crazy that's gonna drive me crazy and you know what i would do if there's one piece missing i would buy a whole nother puzzle that's exactly like that one and would you I, really though? and i would seek out the piece that would fit that piece gosh sorry um <laughs> <laughs> that bothered you yeah. oh that just sparks so many more things that you do that, that i'm yeah. like because you can hear yeah that just sparks you so can many hear more that, things oh yeah that you do that proves you're but one. but to prove <laughs> that i'm not crazy Uh my sister the other day so like a day after we did the puzzle she comes up to me and she goes look what i found and she found a puzzle piece on the ground (laughs) Ah! okay also like so Gret is like we okay at this point him and i and all of his sisters have separated the puzzle pieces into like patterns and colors of their own colors and then like edge pieces yeah and their own puzzle or th- their own pile puzzle <laughs> edge pieces in their own pile. yes so gret just out of social nicety is like sierra like which part should we do first so we yeah like he said we've already separated the outer pieces if i say this wrong correct me but like we had already separated the outer pieces mm-hmm. and then you're like hey like which part should we do next and me i was like let's do the lake which is literally the, in the middle of the do picture. Do the what? The oh, lake. the lake. Yeah. The lake, yeah. Which is literally like in the middle of the picture. Mm-hmm. So it's not working from an edge down. It's right. really like in the middle. Right. It wouldn't connect to that. Which edges. makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> and he just, he just stopped and he, like, he literally looked at me and was like, no, but like we need to work like 
top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what you do. <laughs> you wouldn't make the border and then go, okay, I'm going to start in the middle. You would like do the edge yeah. and then like. Do you want to know like the thought process that went through my brain? I was like, A, there wasn't that much because to me it's not that important. But. <laughs> I agree. It's not that important. But in my brain, I'm just like, if we could do it a more efficient way, let's do that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> in my brain though i'm thinking like all of them are separated out like in their own colors already yeah so really we have the same chance of putting together the lake as we do the mountains right so (laughs) you're saying right with your words but your face is saying something else (laughs) so like and the lake's pretty so (laughs) and i like the lake (laughs) so why not do the lake like I don't see the problem with it. They're all together in like their own piles with the same color. So. But you go from top to bottom. Because that's the social. I mean, that's the rule, people. That's what we do. Because it's do. the rule. We always do that. So why why would we okay. change it? <laughs> no. Think about it. If you started in the if you made the border and you started in the middle of the puzzle. But we hadn't made the border. We were working on it. You're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're right. Because if you made the middle. Then you would have to find the pieces that connect it to the border. Yeah. But if you already started at the border, you already have those connecting yeah. pieces and you can just work your way down. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like it makes logical sense. And it's not a big deal for us to start with a lake. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like. But there's a better way. Let's do it more efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I'm just like, that's another part of the puzzle we got done. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. 25% done. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not for me. Yeah. No. I would say I'm relatively methodical. I'm, I'm methodical. Yeah, you are. I'm methodical, not for the sake of being methodical. But because there is a better I'm way. methodical in the things that I think are valuable. Like making puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love puzzles. Yeah. We're never going to finish that puzzle guess we are don't say that okay we are gonna finish this puzzle in 10 years i'm gonna finish this puzzle i'm gonna steal it from y'all's house okay (laughs) cool so that was subtypes um yes so then lastly Mm -hmm. man we've kind of gone over a lot lastly there's really not a lot of content for this but growth and security because we've referenced that let's talk about it but what is it but what is it what do you know about growth and security for numbers? So here's what I know. I know that each number, you can grow in that number as far as like grow means like. Div- physically. No, not physically. Like <laughs> like mature, not mature. Is it mature? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So mature. Like, so mature. <laughs> no, mature. Cha-cha. So like mature in your. I don't Personality. Know. Sure, yeah. In your level of health. Mental health, though. Yeah, this not physically. Yeah, this isn't like, like you got a cold, you not acting no, healthy. No, it's like <laughs> maturing in your mental health and mm-hmm. personality health, I guess, if that's a thing. So there's that, and then there's what's the other one called? So that's growth, and then there's. Um. Oh gosh, what did I just forget? Growth and security. Oh, stress. Sorry. Stress. Yeah. So stress is unhealth or. Yes. It's regard stress can be in real life st- stress can be healthy. There's a healthy stress. Yes. It exists. But in terms of enneagram. But in enneagram <laughs> land, this is referring to like 
unhealthy stress and like mm. the opposite of growth shrinking i guess so each number you can either grow or stress and then so like so in growth you act like a certain number that mm-hmm. isn't a one and then in stress you act like another number that isn't a one yes that's all i know does each enneagram number do that yeah are you sure no <laughs> yes they do oh okay you're right um so okay so in stress for you as a one mm-hmm. do you know what number you act like uh because you told me yes a four yes okay and then what about in growth what do you act like a seven there you go strictly because you've told me this <laughs> um i think just because like in moments when sorry i just bumped the table but in uh, moments when you like are acting like a seven like usually i'll point that out and be like all right like you're that's the seven and for out. people who don't know what a seven acts like well just ballpark a seven is the adventurer like they very adventurous and are known for being very positive and very fun okay and then fours are what they are and, called the individualist mm-hmm. so they uh and this is not to say that a four is bad and a seven is good no yeah no, just no, to no. preface that just sometimes for each number, behaving a certain way isn't great for you. But for another person, it could be great. Right. Like, because each number <clears throat> has good attributes and bad attributes. Yes. And you're saying when I go in stress, I act like a four when they're on like a bad day or like yeah. an unhealthy day. Yeah. But whenever I'm growing, I act like a seven on a healthy day. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Fours aren't bad and sevens are, are good. Like, Correct. it's not like that. Yeah. One's not better than the <clears throat> other. Right. Yeah. They're just different. So a four is like what? They're called the individualists. Yeah. They're known for being very artistic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're known for enjoying living in their emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what would what would growth and stress look like in a one? Okay. So. Not using just like everyday terms. Just like what would that look like in real life? Um, I think for... So, like, a one in um, stress, like, they would get more snippy mm-hmm. um, and just very irrational, like, living in their emotions and reacting very emotionally. Very inward in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Because you can be inward in a healthy way. Yes. But this of is course. this is more inward looking, more selfishly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No one's listening to me. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. And you, and so then externally you're reacting like right. more snippy, short with people. Um, you're not, you're not aligning your emotions with logic. Yeah. As yes. often. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about earlier. Yes. Tying it in. Wow. Man, bringing it in. <laughs> I don't know what this was. <laughs> Stirring the pot. Stirring. <laughs> Stirring the pot. <laughs> <laughs> and then what would that, what would a, like me growing? What would that look like? Um, so that would be you behaving as a seven, which mm-hmm. is called the enthusiast or the adventurer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, so at that point, the one would be more spontaneous and mm-hmm. laid back. Um, which is not a typical one thing. No, <laughs> I, not spontaneous. Late, yeah. You're pretty, you're pretty laid back overall. Yeah. I think. But the spontaneity, like. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do you enjoy spontaneity? No. You don't enjoy it? Nah. Yeah, you're right. You nah. don't. Nah. Do you want to talk about how every time, like, if I, like, plan something? Yeah. <laughs> every time Sierra wants to, like, 
do something and like hide it from me. I'm it, not a seven, by the way, because I feel like you're about to make me sound like a seven. I'm uh, not. Well, like we'll be in the car and she'll be like, we're going somewhere. And I'm like, where? And she's like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> and I'm like, just whisper it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not telling you. And that drives me crazy. And I'm like, you have to tell me like, where are we going? Uh-huh. And then I'm like, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And then I'm like, oh, I know we're going here. And you're like, I'm not telling you. Yeah. And it drives me insane because initially i would give him hints and he would guess it because he wanted to know so bad (laughs) so i learned just not to give him any hints at all but yeah spontaneity no nah not a fan why do you not enjoy it because i want to know but why do you want to know (laughs) so i can know the truth (laughs) i'm I'm trying to make you dig more like why like what does that do you truth I value truth. Okay, and like, so you're, you so, are viewing it as a truth. Oh, yeah. Because okay. like in that example, it's not like I'm scared of what we're doing. Like, no. I knew you weren't going to take me to like, to kill me. <laughs> right? Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not scared of what we're doing. It's just, I just think I take it to an unhealthy manner as far as like, I want to know, again, if we're assuming that truth aligns with reality, which I believe it does then I want to know what we're doing in reality. So like what the truth is. Yeah. Like, just tell me <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. And then, yeah, I, I know that's bad, but spontaneity drives me crazy. I hate it. Not no like, or just being very, again, like when I buy something, I put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. I'm not just like, Meh, buy it you really limb. do. So yeah, I don't, I'm not very, dang it. What's the word where like, you're just like impulsive. I'm not impulsive. Yeah at all not not trying to like toot my own horn like that's a good thing i'm just not very slow (laughs) i am (laughs) seriously yeah yeah i think but you're saying when i grow i'm sorry go ahead no you're fine i was just gonna say when when you you're saying that when i grow in my personality type walk thing i act like a self journey my self journey self-discovery no 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 um (laughs) we are not calling it that you're saying that whenever i grow in being a one Mm -hmm. i become more spontaneous yes that's so interesting why is that interesting because you would think it that wouldn't be the case right or i think that at least oh because like it seems like against the nature but right you would think that'd be the last thing i'd want to do yeah but that's so funny that that's not the case i think i mean do you think that you behave as a seven sometimes? Do you ever see that in yourself? Sometimes, maybe. Sometimes. Really? Yeah. Is that not true? Do you not think so? No, I think that you behave as a seven more than you are thinking. Really? Yeah. Like, you joke around a pretty good bit and, like, loosen up. And Is that what makes... Er, I'm not saying that you think that's what makes up a seven, but... Those are traits yeah. of a seven to yeah. be very laid back and like yeah. cut up. and Yeah. Yeah. I think you do. And I think you're getting better at uh, being okay with like spontaneity. I think you are. Mm. I still hate it though. I On the inside. <laughs> mm. That's my goal. My goal. So <laughs> Gret doesn't turn his music above what? 14. Why? 14 is max. In his car, to be clear. 
Yeah. The vol- volume doesn't go above 14. I drive a Honda Accord. And <laughs> oh, a white like, Honda Accord. <clears throat> and if I'm chilling to music, it's at a 12. Uh-huh. If I need it to be quiet, I put it on like an eight. And then like, if I'm really feeling it, I put it to 14. But like, there's no, there's no need to go past 14 for two reasons. <laughs> Actually, just for one reason. Like, I'm just trying to preserve my ear health. Because seriously, if you lose your hearing, it's gone forever. And yeah. you have to get a hearing aid. No, just listen to it on 14. And that, but then you're used to it. When we went to Wilderwoods, oh my gosh. When we left, I thought I was deaf. I'm serious. I was like, what? <laughs> what? It was so loud. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty much all I have. Cool. That's it? Yep. That's it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we can just... <laughs> Handshake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's only a little for Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>